Welcome to In the Name of Game. Welcome once again to In the Name of Game, a video game podcast. Today is the 21st of March, 2013. to our show uh i'm your host ag i'm co-host adam i'm co-host colin and once again we have Knox with us because mm-hmm. david is somewhere else <laughs> hello Knox. i um, like having Knox. Knox is a nice change of pace yeah well okay. he is <laughs> so anyway <laughs> no i was trying to th- figure a nice way of apologizing to our listeners we've been gone for a little bit um a lot of complications but we're back and we have a lot of stuff that's been sitting on the burners for us to talk about so um got some catching up to do but uh yeah i think uh, the big elephant in the room by far has been anything ea related <laughs> So <laughs> that's probably the best thing to start with for our, for our podcast this week. Um, first of all, uh, and this is more recent than the SimCity stuff, which Colin is just dying to jump into. Um, uh, the EA CEO, what's his name? Yep. John Riticello? Riticello. Johnny Boy. Johnny Boy. Johnny. Is, is no longer with EA? Johnny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um yeah and a lot of people i think well to me mistakenly got a little too excited about this because you know under his reign there's been a lot of awful things sort of that have been happening with with developers that are under ea and i think a lot of people magically think that like now that he's gone everything's gonna be fixed bioware's not gonna be shitty anymore SimCity's gonna be great you know like all these things like (laughs) magically uh repaired but um you know i have a feeling that whoever they'll get for their new ceo it's gonna be like same shit different different ceo basically like like oh hey i'm such and such we're just gonna keep making quality games and then you know more people being mad because it feels like they're still not quite understanding why people are pissed (laughs) especially if the SimCity thing is any indication um, and, and they, they seem to have this hard on for that whole, you know, uh, always on DRM kind of thing. So I don't see any sign of that slowing up. Like, it seems like they're probably like, if they were smart, they would have seen the reaction to the SimCity stuff about the DRM and said like, you know what? This always on shit is not working. You know what? You're right. The customer is right. We shouldn't do all this bullshit. Well, that's the thing. Like we've talked about this before. The only, I think, the only way that they're really going to get through their skulls that this is not a good thing is if people just say "fuck you," I'm not spending my money, and then yeah, and oh. that's that's the problem though because you know they just released a press release saying that they sold more than 1.1 right. uh, million copies of it yeah on launch. You know, so people people you know only some people <clears throat> even know about it. Apparently, not that many and. You know, all these Reddit boycotts and all this thing. I don't know how 4chan responded well, to they're it. Have, they're having a shit fit over it. <laughs> yeah. Figures. But, yeah. you know, did it did it change anything? No, people still went and bought it. 
What's weird is like gamers in general seem to have no ability to like restrain themselves. <laughs> yeah. It's like every time you dangle something nice and shiny in front of them, it's like, oh, look, a new Sim City. Woo, you haven't played this for forever. Oh my God, I have to get it. You know, and then they just kind of forget everything they were mad about previously. And then they it's because we just, we're screen. obsessive. We're obsessive. We just want to collect all the things. We want to get all the trophies. We want to play something until we beat it. We want a new Sim City. Yeah. You know? and so I we, we had to take a crappy version. Yeah, the, you know, that's what happened. Well, and then the problem with SimCity is that it wasn't clear at the beginning that it was crappy because a lot of the initial reviews <clears throat> were press reviews that were based off of like uh, what I'm assuming are copies that worked properly. Well, they they they, yeah. they were the press the press releases that they released before the game was you know had its had its full release was I think it only allowed the player to play for an hour. Oh. And it also only had a certain amount. I think they had the same the same amount of servers uh, before launch as they did after launch. So if they're expecting some sort of stress test for the servers, you know, in a real world situation, right? Out of only you know maybe a thousand people playing it the most, I mean, what what the fuck were they thinking? Yeah, I mean, it's not even just that. It just seems like. Uh... Aside from the the whole always on and the server element, like seems like there's also a lot of bugs in general that they just didn't work the kinks out of. Yeah, because <laughs> um, plenty I, from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, there's a whole lot of things. I I, I didn't get the game. However, uh, my uh, producer. <laughs> Am I calling him that? Anyway, Chase, our uh, producer. Uh, acquired... Yeah, your live-in producer. Live -in yeah. producer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we know what this is. Okay, so um, uh, he got the game, and I saw kind of firsthand a lot of the problems he was having with the game. So, I, I mean, first of all, the server thing was nuts. He got he was luckier than most. He was actually able to get uh, to access his servers more often than apparently other people. Because I saw him re kind of regularly playing, I guess you could say, for SimCity. Um, what did suck is because there's that whole always-on thing with the servers, sometimes you disconnect from the servers. And then you're like, oh, fuck. Because you're hoping that it can reconnect. It, right. If it <laughs> yeah. can't reconnect, then that means it doesn't save whatever your progress was with the game. So yep. sometimes he, he would disconnect and not realize he disconnected. And then he'd essentially lose like an hour of gameplay or something like that. Yeah. And I'm sure these are issues that they have to, at some point, uh, work the kinks out of. But ha! I know, I know. But like, how long is that going to take? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's uh, at one point to try to make things playable, they had to remove. Um, you know, you have different speeds for like how fast you want things to build and how fast you want the game to go. Like sometimes, you know, you you don't want to sit around forever. So I think the fastest was cheetah speed or something. And they had to disable the faster speeds so that uh, people's games would overall would run smoothly because they're on all these servers and everything. And I guess cheetah speed was kind of maxing out <laughs> the abilities of the servers. Um, so it's also a little bullshit, but I'll talk about that later. Right. But uh, it was annoying to him because it's like, it's one of those things you don't notice until you can't go that speed. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, God damn it, it's taking forever to do everything. Why can't I go, you know, have these things build or, or function faster? Not to mention there's just a lot of other problems. Like I think you were mentioning earlier in the show, like there's pathfinding problems for uh, oh, yeah. traffic and, and various other things. And even when he was placing buildings, for example, they don't make it super clear how like say you want this building or this storefront to face a certain way. It, it's not the best like – I guess you kind of hover over that side of the street that you want, but sometimes yeah. it won't always 
angle itself that way and other times it will and he was like why is this stuff kind of you know this looks asymmetrical like i would think that it should function the same way on every block that i try to put these things on mm-hmm. but it wasn't and and the other big thing that i do agree sucks is that uh I guess you get random geography, right, when you start. And say, for example, in the middle of your city, you got some big fucking mountain or a yeah. plateau or some kind of whatever. Um, you can't do any kind of terraforming or whatever. I can't believe that. So you'll be stuck with mostly whatever that hill is. I mean, sometimes they allow for, like, ramps or whatever. But um, a lot of the times you can't. <laughs> so you're like, oh, great, this is useless. This is fantastic. Uh, and you can't, like, bulldoze it or whatever and make everything flat or the same plane, yeah. which is retarded. Not to mention your city in general. This was the biggest complaint Chase had was that uh, the cities are way too small. Like, they just feel like you instantly fill up the city. Well, they look like they look like the size. They look like the, they're not even the size of small cities no, yeah. in SimCity 4, which was 10 years ago, mind you. So right. basically what we've done in 10 years is – let me. T- I'm, you know, I don't know how much Iggy or anybody else on this podcast has played Sim City, but I mean, when I was, I've been playing this since I was probably eleven or twelve years old. So seeing this, especially like, especially after ten years um, of not having a, a proper Sim City game, I know I've seen Sim City societies, but let's face it, it's a pile of shit. Um, I mean, s- seeing this gimped version, not just not just with the DRM and always on bullshit, it's just like. I mean, it's. I'm looking at a picture here, and the city size is tiny. Um, they really lack, in they really lack in sort of the flexibility you used to have in transportation options in the city, uh, in, in in other sim cities you've had before. I know there's no subways. I know that they got rid of a lot of uh, power sharing and stuff like that. Um, it just seems like it just seems so dumbed down. I've heard people explain it as, well, why don't they just call this sim town? You know and. They've made a sim town in the past. They should call it sim suburbs because these cities are so small. And and I've seen proof that the population that the game displays once it once it passes like you know thirty thousand actual citizens being simulated, mm-hmm. it actually starts fudging in numbers. Like for every you can't citizen, even get actually, that, those eight. citizens topless either. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, you know, speaking of the, the townspeople or whatever, I thought it was really weird when I was watching him play the game, how you can like look and see individual people and like their names and stuff. Well, you know what's, you know what's funny about that is that the way that, so what they were, what, what Maxis wanted to do with this game is every SimCity in the past has been based on statistical modeling um, and, you know, Demogra- like wide-scale demographics and stuff like that. It never actually simulated citizens of a city on a, on a person-by-person basis. So that's what they were trying to go for so with That's this. what they were trying to go for with this with the glass box. But you know what's weird is it feels like they there's a missed opportunity there because uh, I played uh, The Sims 2 back in the day. I, I never tried 3 for whatever reason. And it was fun and everything. And I thought when I saw these individual named people, like, why didn't they do some kind of crossover? Wouldn't that be neat if you could have like, oh, there's the house that I have in like The Sims 3 with all yeah. the little people and going about their daily thing and have like they some kind of crossover where you can have They kind of did that. In, in SimCity 4, they kind of had a thing where – so SimCity 4 came out in 2003, which meant it was kind of around the area – the era between Sim, uh, the first Sims and the second Sims game. Mm-hmm. So the way it would work is that you could import um, you could import Sims from your Sim houses or whatever, you know, whatever they did back then. Um, you could actually add them to your city and they would kind of reflect, like you could stick them in a house and they would reflect 
like what their tr- what their uh, commute was like, what their lifestyle was like, and shit like that. So you could simulate like maybe five people at the most per city, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't actually do it on a you know on that level. But what's interesting about this is that um, when people drove when when you zoom into a sim uh, when you zoom into a city in like SimCity Four, you see traffic driving, but it's not actually traffic. It's just a representation of the data that the game is processing. If that makes any sense, like those cars aren't actually you know, full of these sims. You right. understand? They're just representations of what the game is determined. This is, you know, going to happen. But what's different about the the uh, Sim City two, bleh, Sim City twenty thirteen, the one that just came out, mm-hmm. um, is that when you look at a city and you see cars, those cars are actually carrying people. Mm. So when there's a traffic jam, um, and you know, I've I've seen videos of the traffic pathfinding this game being absolutely horrendous, and Chase says they're going to fix it, but. Fuck EA. I don't think they're going to fucking fix it. You I know? think they will, but I think the thing that sucks is they didn't it's fix cost it. You. It didn't they didn't yeah. fix it soon enough. Like Yeah, it's like this 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 is the entire impetus of this game. Like people think that SimCity is about making a beautiful city. It's fucking not. I mean, they they made a whole expansion for SimCity 4 that was based entirely on on enhancing transit opportunities and everything like that. Mm. It is it is it is wondrous for that. Um and to have, you know, to fuck up something that's simple. I mean, I, I've seen videos where somebody will build a road, a straight road leading somewhere. I'm sorry, that somebody will build a, a straight dirt path leading somewhere, and then they'll build like a curved road. It's a little longer, but it's faster because it's a bigger road and it's asphalt and it's an avenue. It's a wider road. Mm-hmm. But the the computer obviously the no, it calculation that it, it rely it relies on the shortest route possible, not the fastest route possible. Uh. Because using the fastest route possible means more calculations on the processor. So I mean, when you reach a certain when you reach a certain population in your city, it's going to overload. You know, your computer and it's start fucking up on those. Yeah, it's going to start fucking up. In their defense, that is like real life navigators. I guess it is. I mean, yeah. I understand. I understand what they were trying to do, but it's not. It's not. It's too ambitious for this game. You know, you can't model. You can't model a city of a million people on a person-by-person basis. You have to rely on the fact that you know the game, like they did in past some city games, that you have to rely on statistical modeling. You can't model everybody. But see, that's why gotta... I thought it was weird that they did want to do those individual things. Because aside from the initial, like, what the fuck, when I noticed that they were named, I didn't really get anything extra out of it. So it's like they did that extra effort kind of for nothing. Yeah, totally. Like, it, as I said, if they had had some kind of crossover where you actually, you know, in another game like The Sims, have control over some of those characters, then, okay, I could see why they would go to that detail. But yeah. because they didn't, it's like, <laughs> they're not really getting anything out of this. But, yeah. I mean, in general, there seemed to be a lot of bugs. There was kind of a funny bug. Speaking was, of bugs. What? Huh? Wait, I got to jump in here. If we're going to go small, why not Sim Ant? Let's make a oh. Sim and reboot. You know, I like. I know a lot of people that really didn't like that game. I think it creeped. Oh, out. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> the game was great. I played it a lot, yeah. but I, I do know a lot of people, like classmates and stuff at the time, that were like, Egh. especially when it would have that. Do you remember that cutscene when you would have one, when you would make one ant give food Feed to another one, and it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> bleh. it goes bleh. <laughs> No, I, I played the crap out of that game. That was yeah. uh, oh my god, was that middle school for me? I can't remember. Jesus. I think it was anyway. middle school. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, they could they could redo Sim Ant. That would be pretty awesome. But you know yeah, they yeah, probably mess it up. Yeah. Let's see. How could they mess it up? Let's see. Uh, there's no good ant pathfinding. Um, <laughs> they can't simulate every ant, even though they could do that in like 1991. Or you'd have uh, you'd have DLC for like. Um, let's see. You like have DLC. Fire you have DLC. DLC for 
you'll have red ants, then you'll have green ants, and then you'll have black ants. So let's see, that's that's about five dollars each. Okay. Green ants? Well, there's like camo. You need like camo ants and like <laughs> and then, uh, uh, shiny ants and stuff. Yeah. Gold ants. Yeah. yeah, and then then they're gonna have a Dead Space collaboration. They're gonna have like they're gonna have Isaac show up and stomp all <laughs> that's, the ants. That, uh... That's a Deal, you so know that okay. reminds me of. Uh, I thought it was funny when they had the pre-order for Dead Space Three. They had a. I guess if you if you already own Mass Effect Three and then you pre-ordered Dead Space Three, you'd get like an N7 version of like an outfit that he could wear. Like it looks like one of his minor outfit or not minor. Yeah. Uh, engineer outfits, yeah. but it has like an N7 on it and stuff. Mm. <laughs> I just thought like, when does this stop? When do we? Stop putting N7 on everything. Like, if you go to the, the Mass Effect subreddit uh, on Reddit, uh, there's always somebody posting, like, look at my motorcycle. And then like, it's, like, plastered N7 with, like, a big red mark, like, on their motorcycle. <laughs> like, okay, so I guess that just N7 equals Mass Effect. That's good. Um, no, but they, they had done that for, for Dead Space 3, and I just thought, wouldn't that kind of pull you out of the game a little bit? You're Isaac, and you're you're fighting all these monsters, but you're wearing like Mass Effect. But it's like, Mass Effect, man. It's it's a weird choice. Bruh, bruh, Mass Effect. Um, yeah, bruh. Sim City, uh, or yeah, Sim Sim City Hats. 2013. Yeah. Uh, I, there is actually a petition right now, and it's got a pretty significant number of signatures to try to to convince, I guess, or demand that EA remove the always on DRM. Which I'm sure well, they probably could if they wanted to. All right, but. number one. Let's well, see it has been hacked. Yeah, right, that's, that's well, what well, I'm well, saying. Hold on. I opened up a whole bunch of tabs in preparation for just this topic. Um, I'm wriggling. Yeah, Jesus. Days ago. Days ago. No, rock, up. paper, rock, paper, shotgun. Maxis. Well, this is on the 12th of March. Maxis tells. Uh, Maxis tells rock, paper, shotgun. SimCity server is not necessary. Mm. And then two days later, it says modern proof SimCity can run offline indefinitely. Yeah. So see. there's no reason for. So basically, they got rid of Cheetah Speed because they're too stubborn and they don't want to get rid of their bullshit always online DRM. Well, the other thing I don't get is, uh, granted, Chase is not a particularly social guy <laughs> with the, with online games, so maybe other people are sharing their cities or whatever you do to make it feel like that uh, massively multiplayer kind of feel. But I never got the sense that it was really necessary to be on a server. Yeah. Like in general, like what is their selling point for explaining why you you need to be on online on a server? They, with other they think that you need to be social. They're trying to force people to be social. Yeah. And I'm not saying that people need to be asocial while playing games, but sometimes I just want to sit here and I want to build my own region. That's the know? only thing I'm not super nuts about with the next gen systems, because you know from from what we had seen on the PS4 uh, presentation, they really are pushing a lot of social networking and connecting with people and stuff, yeah. and it's like. Uh, I do that on Steam, I guess. But there's a like, goddamn button. Yeah, the there's a button, there's a, share, button. <laughs> a share button, right? So it's like, yep. do I, I don't really want to, though. I mean, maybe once in a while, but it, it seems like they always want you to be interacting with other people in some fashion. Like, hey, there's somebody can always be watching you play. Do game. people want? Do people want this, or is it just something well, that's being foisted? Some people do because if you've noticed over the past couple of years, there's been this huge influx in like uh, popularity for Let's Play. Series on YouTube. Fuck that I mean, and, and what what I think people don't get is it doesn't work for everybody. Like well, the ones the, that are really famous, usually they're famous for a reason. Like they're funny, or they offer some interesting insight, or the the quality of the video is really good, or something like that. It's not. It's, 
everyone and their mom making uh, Let's Play videos because the yeah. ones that suck always have like maybe fifty views or something like that. Yeah. Well, it's like if I want to watch somebody play, if I want to watch a game being played, I don't need some fucking Joe Schmo talking about it with their bullshit jokes the whole time. I mean, I guess. It's like I, I want to if I if I want to look up a video of Abe's Odyssey from back in the day. I don't need some idiot talking about the game. It's like I played this when I was twelve. Just let me see the please. Just let yeah. me see. It might be like a generational gap though, too, because I now that I think about it, for me, I, I I still know you know a fair number of people that will regularly play video games, but um, maybe there's younger people that are really into constantly like interacting with their friends, like if if they're on. <sighs> The PS4, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go see what you know Jim's up to, or whatever." It's just creepy. But yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> well, it, it, I mean, it's not creepy if it's like somebody I actually know. No, but it's, but mean, it's the, like these, if people, somebody just adds you on the new PSN, and then they're just stalking you all the time. I think that feels. No, I don't mean it's creepy. I mean it's creepy that these people always need to be in contact with somebody. Oh. Because I guess that I guess I was talking about my roommates with this the other day. I feel like that people our age are stuck in kind of this intergenerational thing where we're not quite Generation X, but we're also not... We, we get lumped in with what they call the millennials, like people who are in high school or middle school right about now. Yeah. And they're so social. Like, everything is just... Everything is about Twitter. I mean, when I when I taught for a semester, everything... every They were always writing their Twitter up on the board. Like, they wanted people to follow them. And it's just bizarre it's like how... It's a different mentality. It is. It's a totally different mentality. I God, it sounds old. But, I mean, it really is... I, I don't get it. I just don't understand it, I guess. I, I don't know. It's like uh, gaming's a social thing for me, but I don't need to I don't need somebody to sit there and watch everything I do over my shoulder all the time. Right. But I guess that's kind of the trend now. Like uh, I guess some people do like that. Like the younger generation does like that. And I think Sony and these guys are trying to, you know, they're like, we got our finger on the pulse of you know what's hip and cool now it's just that i think there could be some massive downsides to having this always on everything all the time <laughs> as we're seeing with ea stuff clearly um but i don't know i i think uh they could take some steps for the in terms of sim city to to fix things and kind of repair stuff with their customers but Will they do it? I don't know. Like, they try to do that little half-assed uh, peace offering with customers offering, offering a free game, much like how Sony did it with the uh, that whole PSN problem. Or like what Valve year. did when they... when What happened? Was that, was that a Call of Duty game where people got randomly banned? Uh, and Valve gave them a free game? I Maybe? I, I don't forget. know. We talked about it. I forget. It was a while back. But yeah. uh, So they offered, I think, eight games. So... And the thing is, at first, when they announced that they were going to offer a free game, uh, I, a lot of people were assuming, oh, is it just from their library? Because maybe that's not so terrible. Maybe we can get something kind of new that's about to come out or whatever. No, no. It's <laughs> it's pretty heavily restricted. So the eligible, yeah, it's uh, Battlefield 3, Bejeweled 3, <laughs> Dead Space 3, <laughs> Mass Effect 3. <laughs> All right, okay. Medal, on, of, Medal of Honor, Warfighter, Need for Speed, Most Wanted, <laughs> Plants vs. Zombies, and SimCity 4, which Deluxe is, Edition. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, hey, you can't play this SimCity? We just play a much older you one. You can play a much better one. But uh, I just find it weird that they're, like, all over the hey, place. If it was Sim and, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, not, not only the fact wow. that they're not even worth the same amount, like... They have titles that some of them are like bargain prices now. 
So you're already kind of feeling ripped off. Plus, Chase is mentioning, I guess last week or this week, they even had like a half off all the games sale. So it's like, then you really feel like you're not getting anything because it's like, these games are already half off anyway. I mean, it's really, it just seems like they're doing everything but offering an official apology. Oh, yeah. I mean, what they're doing is, you know, they're not saying we fucked up. They're saying, look how cool we are. We're going to give you a free game. Yeah. Yeah. Totally okay now, guys. No, yeah, they no so, hard feelings. I mean, they really are totally I mean, going to fix everything. They totally, they totally. God, I hate sounding like this too because it makes me sound like a fanboy. But at least when when Valve gave when they when when a bunch of random people were banned for from some random fucking shooter, I forget which one. They're all the same. Just put your name in here. <laughs> you know, whenever people got banned from that, you know, at least Valve came out and said. You know, look, guys, our system was fucked up. I'm sorry. Here, have your game back, plus another one. You know, you can pick whatever one you want. But wasn't it from Valve's own library? Like, no, I they think don't have that, that many games. They uh, no, it was it was I think it was some select choice of it was like 20 different titles, I think, and it was not just all Valve games. You know, well then that's it was not just random bad. licenses. Um, as it's. It's, 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 but the, the thing is, is that they apologized. You heard that. Right. They said, Val, Gabe said, Gabe himself left a message on Valve's website that said, We fucked up. Please, you know, please take us back. Well, even Maybe with the, even, even with the PSN fuck up, well, I guess they kind of had to apologize because there was like fucking private information that was uh, released with that one. But uh, they did acknowledge it. They didn't say, like, Oh, uh, just have some free games, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's cool. Don't guys worry. You guys are so entitled. Take these games. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, I think that's actually the the whole entitlement thing is the worst fucking shield what the fuck does that, that I even hide. Well, I mean that harkens what? back to all the Bioware shit, like how it's like, oh, well, you entitled gamers thinking you should get entitled a better game. ending to this game. Like, no, how about you just fucking make a good game? <laughs> gamers are just the worst fucking people. Uh, they're, they're just the worst. Wait, didn't did Phil Fish say that? Uh, well, yeah, well, it was Phil Fish. It was Phil Fish that said that. The day that I put any value in what Phil Fish says is the day I shoot yeah, myself in the ball hey. gag out of his mouth long <laughs> enough to say that. No, I mean, I, I, I think the best quote from Phil Fish is the one where he says, somebody said that he was being a total asshole at that video game convention where he was making fun of the Japanese developer. And he said, he said, did your game win game of the fucking award ceremony or whatever they're doing there? He said, choke my dick. He said, choke on my dick. Suck on it. That's wow. exactly what he said. I think the oh, best the way- uh, Phil Fish quote is, Fez is going to ship on time. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? It has shipped on time like a year and a half late on Steam. <laughs> uh, Phil Fish. Totally irrelevant. I need to watch Indie. I want to watch Indie the game or Indie the movie. Because apparently they make I don't fun. know. Indie, indie Game the Movie? It's indie good. Game it's really oh, good. you've actually seen yeah. it? I it was okay. Yeah. I don't know. Did we they make fun of it? done with it. But uh, it was watchable, who did, certainly. Who did it have in it? It had, it had McMillan, Fish, and the guy who did Braid, right? Blow? Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Blow. Jonathan Blow, Jonathan. yep. Oh, and, speaking uh, of new Super game. Super Meat Boy. Super Meat Boy. Yeah, McMillan. I'm surprised you didn't talk about the the new thing from those Bastion guys. I was just going to say that because you know, for, for, on the one hand, we have Fez, which is totally shit. <laughs> and on the other hand, we have um, I think it's called Transistor from uh, yeah from a Super Giant, which is totally the shit. If you and know it's actually I mean. got a female lead character. Yeah, and already people are shitting their pants about it. <laughs> it's really funny. I well, knew that was going to happen. Only, I, the only complaint I I can see, which might be somewhat 
legitimate uh, is that uh, and it's still really fucking early so it's we don't even know build. It's um, build. is that people were saying like wow this looks kind of a lot like Bastion yep. <laughs> so I mean if it does end up being kind of a copy paste then I could see people you know having a reason for kind of being like eh. but it, it just got announced so I mean there's still it was yesterday yeah it was, it was on Wednesday or Tuesday I'm sorry yeah, yeah. so uh, there's still a lot of production that they're going to be doing clearly it's uh, really pretty though it sounds like they got Darren Korb to do the music yes. again because oh baby yeah the music oh. even for the the teaser sounds pretty good so yeah. um, it sounds like they even got the same woman to do the singing that did Zia's voice in Bastion uh. <laughs> but yeah so uh, I think uh, that's the only indie thing I oh no let's see I'm trying to think of big indie uh, games lately that's the no, newest I told you, we, we mentioned shit and then we mentioned these shit that's all we need <laughs> okay um uh, but yeah so that's that's the whole ea debacle so far um speaking of ea i oh, here we go. <laughs> sorry i have to mention it just because it came out I, I i did play i did not buy i played the uh citadel dlc the final dlc for mass effect 3 supposedly final whatever it's not bad, but it kind of harkens back to uh, some complaints I had before, even about EA. Like, um, you know, you fool me once, shame on you. And that happened with the ending. And it, just this time last year, everybody was ripping their hair out over the ending of Mass Effect 3. And then what happened? Because of the complaints and because of threats and, and various things, <laughs> they made that extended cut, which still sucks. But it sucks slightly less. Um <laughs> So how many endings did this one have? No, well, have this one, this one is in the middle. You play it kind of not in the middle. Oh, so the they're game. retconning now. That's no, nice. no, they're not. They're not retconning. The, the reason why they did this is because <laughs> it still functions. Like it, it ensures that they don't have to further change their ending. So they're saying like, here's our final DLC, and it's fucking crafty. I I posted on the Facebook group my review, and it, it, it's it's one of those things that makes you as a fan of a series feel so fucking conflicted, because they're sh- clever as hell, because the DLC is full of fan service. Like, all the... It, it's like they went to, peop- like, people's tumblers and forums and all kinds of things, and kind of collected all of everybody's gripes about what they didn't get in the games. Like I didn't get to see this dude do some cool thing and I didn't get to hang out with this other person and I didn't get to do any of this thing. And I never got a chance for the characters from the first game and the second game to also be in the same squad and all this kind of shit. And it's like, they took all that and then maybe some people's fan fiction and made it like a functional DLC. So it's fucking like, it's like a moth to a flame bait kind of thing. You know, it's like, Oh my God, you have to at least try this because it has shit that you've been waiting for that you thought couldn't exist in the game, but it doesn't change the ending of the game. So a lot of people, because this is the last DLC and because they're crafty, this is kind of like the last thing you'll think of because most people, they've already finished the game, right? So even if this is DLC in the middle of the game, that doesn't mean they're going to keep playing afterwards because they already know what happens. You're not going to keep playing. Yeah. Um, so functionally, I've been seeing a lot of people with these messages, like, I'm just going to like headcanon that, you know, this is the actual ending to, to Mass Effect and that kind of thing so that they feel better about it because how, how bipolar does that feel or whatever to, to, to be pissed off at one section of the game and then you can't help but like love another section. And then when you try to explain it to people, they're like, Oh, you're such a hypocrite. It's like, what you, you can, you have a right to not like some things. Like you don't have to be some polar, like, 
I, I super love or I super hate this game. And I think that's weird about fans nowadays. Man, a lot of these games. Man. Those rights not to like things makes you so entitled. No, that's the, the right. It's so entitled to you to not like something. Like the, the fucking gamer entitlement bullshit that they had last year and all this stuff. It's like what people don't realize is like things aren't black and white. You can have legitimate problems with a series and still not be like, oh, I'm shunning this whole series forever. But everybody gets so worked up about this shit that they always feel like if you're not with us, you're against us. You know, like. Oh, we're going to talk about Bush again. <laughs> you could have mentioned him with the with the uh, with the uh, shame on one, you know, shame on you, whatever. Yeah, I, uh, yeah if you're not with us, you're against us. <laughs> now you know what? I think I figured it out. John Riccatello was George Bush. I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Boom, kaboom. Yeah, Dick Cheney, more Dick Cheney. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um, oh, anyway, so that DLC was out, and it was something. Um. But yeah, so EA in general, it just feels like they're kind of flailing around. Like you see examples oh, like go. you'll see examples like the DLC that that DLC where it's like they're desperate to try to uh, not totally keep their fans away. They're like, hey, we we didn't forget about you, honest, because you know we have a fucking Mass Effect Four game on the horizon, so we need to keep you around so that you'll buy the game. Um, but like I like I even said in my review, you know, at this point. Bioware at one point was like the Pixar of, of fucking companies, and and it's like they were doing things really awesomely. And it's like if if there was a Bioware game announced, you're like fuck yeah, I'm on board. Not anymore, you know. I'm gonna wait and see what everybody else says. I'm no more early adoption uh, adoption of these games. No more pre-orders. No more any of that bullshit. They've they've lost that privilege. So if Bioware was Pixar, does that make Valve the Janus Films? Uh, yeah. well, you know. <laughs> oh, so you had to think about that. Well, the, the, I mean, even yeah. the Pixar example I gave is not really accurate anymore because yeah. Pixar itself is not really the Pixar anymore. It's it's kind, I, it's kind of brought down a couple notches. Yeah. I mean, if you've seen the the planes trailer that's going to come out. Well, uh, so who's Criterion then in your analogy here? Colin? Criterion just releases movies, though, right? Yeah, they're not really like. Not, yeah, no. that's why I said I was going to say Criterion at first, but then I decided on Janus. So. And don't forget, Criterion has Armageddon. Oh, is it really? So we, we can't we can't just go out there and say criteria. Oh. Well, they did that sarcastically. I mean, <laughs> come on. Like they're, they're like, hey guys, we're fun too. It's not all just four hundred blows. It's not know? all just. Right. It's not just all of Kurosawa's movies. We got the Armageddon. Yeah. Too. Like the, the Armageddon box art isn't quite as minimalist as the other ones. Like it's just, <laughs> like they're from the from like, the distributors of Harakiri and Ikiru comes Armageddon. Armageddon. I mean, they had RoboCop at one point. I think it's out of print now, but... Well, some of those games... Uh, games. Some of those movies I, I could almost <laughs> see... For, yeah, it's kind of like a game. Uh, for, like, a, the cult status that it was. I don't think Armageddon was really a cult movie, but but RoboCop I could clearly see as a cult. Hey, RoboCop oh, I'm sure, I'm sure some is cults were started. <laughs> Armageddon cults? Yeah. It's Better a... alive coming with me. Oh, speaking of... Uh, <laughs> Uh, games and movies, actually. I, we just finished watching... Uh, I had shown Chase uh, Inglorious Bastards for the first time, I think, the other week. And um, I was thinking about Tarantino movies. And yes. uh, I we were saying, like, because, you know, with GTA Five on the horizon, we are like, why didn't they ever make a Reservoir Dogs game? 
Wouldn't that have been like a you know easy money? Wasn't that in the <laughs> early nineties? So no, okay. So I looked this up because I was like, th- they couldn't have passed on this idea. Some small ass company had actually done it. I think around two thousand five or six or something like that. The early two thousands, um, and they couldn't even afford the rights for most of the likenesses. So only Michael Madsen was he was the only guy that they got the the rights to. <laughs> Everybody else was like some weird knockoff. Like if you see, yeah, what else does he have I going see on? Why Michael yeah, is yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you would have thought maybe Buscemi he or needed something. His booze money. No, no, Buscemi was in Armageddon. Yeah, no. but that, that was like minor stuff. See, he's been in blockbusters. <laughs> What's Madsen done? Well, he was even is, in fucking Con Air. Spaces two. Was he in Spaces two? <laughs> I, yeah, I think he was. <laughs> um, is, isn't Buscemi the guy who doesn't turn down a role? If he's approached, no, that's Rob Schneider. No, that's Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider, Bruce. Oh, it's Chris. Yeah, you're right. I'm thinking of Christopher Walken. Christopher. No, 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 no. Hey, don't don't be mean to Christopher Walken. I'm not being. I'm not joking around. It's true. Okay. No talking about walking. (laughs) No. You're gonna. Hey, hey, Brett. <laughs> I can't even imitate Christopher Walken. What was that? that I, was even... tr- I was going to try and imitate him, but I kept laughing. Can't make fun of Christopher Walken. No, I can't do it. That was more Shatner. Wow. It was. It was very Awful. Shatner. Awful. <laughs> you think you're doing making fun of Christopher Walken? <laughs> I think I'm going to tell you something here, friend. If you keep making fun, of, if you keep making fun of Walken, we are like the worst collective Christopher Walken. In the I think, I think... I'm not even throwing my hat in the ring here. I'm not going <laughs> to Oh, God. All right. Yeah. All right, this is... See, if, Dave, if David was here... If David was here, he could probably do a decent impression, but maybe next next time we'll bug him about it. Um. Anyway, so I thought that was funny that, like, it's such a missed opportunity because if Rockstar, who has tons of money, would have been able to pick up Reservoir Dogs, that would have made a fucking great game in their hands, probably. I mean, how hard would that be? It's like basically GTA with with Tarantino. And <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, so sorry for that derailment, but uh, yeah. So there's been a lot of of interesting stuff in these past weeks. Uh, there's been a lot of. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it too long because it just makes me get mad all over again. There's been a lot of kind of like feminism in gaming lately it's kind of building not just the anita sarkeesian thing but um there's been a bunch of articles i've been reading about uh the increasing uh finally people are noticing an increase in um awareness about female leads in games speaking of transistor now yes yeah so transistor that's a good uh, step in the right direction and uh the the publishers or not the publishers the devs behind that remember me game you know with that that female lead that does the um oh she's she, not it's not even just female she's mixed dude yeah she's yeah. also mixed so it's like they got the whole the whole yeah it's got the whole, whole shebang uh so Check remember your cis privilege yes so <laughs> remember me is that game where it's like she alters people's i guess uh memories uh, uh to suit like what like is it some like it's kind of a detective thing i guess yeah right? it's, it's supposed to be noirish i think it's noirish but it also has yeah. action elements yeah, and it's sci-fi it's, sort of yeah so there have been some articles there's one on joystick that you can check out about uh how a lot of publishers had actually rejected the game initially because of a female lead like the the default that these people would just normally assume is like oh you got, you have to have a male lead why wouldn't you have a male lead? And then they even did this weird thing where um, I'm going to read this because I can't believe that this is a fucking did, issue. Did, did, did we um, post this on the page? Because I remember reading the same thing, but I don't see it on our Facebook. Page. Well, I think on my page, you might have seen it that. Okay. Way. Uh. 
there's been a couple different sites that have kind of spoke yeah. about it, uh, spoken about it. Uh, the one I'm looking at is joysticks, but um, yeah. So there's a scene where the girl Nilin kisses a guy, and then uh, one of the, the developers is told, like, the scene wouldn't work if she was switched to a guy, even though technically it would be far from the first depiction of the same-sex romance in video games. So it's like, they go... Here we go. We had people tell us, you can't make a dude like the player kiss another dude in the game. That's going to feel awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but it's a girl. So is that a problem for a guy gamer to play as a girl who's kissing a guy? I have I have read so many opinions that say that people are not going to buy uh, Remember Me. They're not going to buy Transistor because they have to play as a female. But see, what I don't get is Tomb Raider, f- from what I've understood, has done pretty well. If, yeah. Why is Tomb Raider any different? And she's even more like girly, I guess. Because I, I don't. Be, I, I guess because it's established. It's an oh, established. Oh come on! They're not going They weren't gonna buy Sim City either, and they bought. It. <laughs> come on! I don't know. Yeah, everyone I, buys everything. It's just weird. I mean, uh, but uh, on in that vein, uh, there's been a bunch of uh, articles about kind of just females in gaming lately. And I know Bioware, I think it was, maybe it was on Polygon's site, but there was an article where some people at Bioware were interviewed about, um, you know, having a lot of positive female characters in their games and that sort of thing. And how those guys, I mean, to their credit, as much as they fucked up on some other things, to their credit, though, they always had the right kind of beliefs about this sort of thing. Like, that really shouldn't matter. The character being interesting should matter. But it shouldn't matter if they're a guy or a girl or gay or straight or whatever. You know, like, it's just an element of who they are as a character. But their personality and stuff is what you should really be connecting with. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that you should disregard whether they're male or female completely. But, I mean, it's not something that makes me decide whether I want to get a game or not. Right. It doesn't doesn't break me if if there's a male. Because, you know, I like like seeing female characters in video games because, you know, it's different. I like difference. And, and the other thing you know? they're, they're missing uh, along the, those lines that they're missing by not having these kind of diverse characters is is all those different viewpoints as well. Like maybe some people are afraid, like the really close-minded ones really don't want to see other viewpoints perhaps. But um, the, the positive thing I always see from having a d- diverse group of characters in a game is that you get all these different views on a subject. Like, yeah, you have a girl character. And maybe in her story, she was given shit. Like, she's a military girl, but she was given shit because she's a girl and she wanted to be tough or whatever. And you get to see kind of that person's biases or personality or history and how that affects the decisions they make. And that makes it much more interesting than, say, five of the same tough dudes, like, all kind of the same backstory and same, you know, alignments and same all this stuff. Like, it makes you feel like that world is more real, when you have diverse characters. So that's why I'm glad that, that at least developers like Bioware and, and Irrational and these other guys that have uh, these noticeable female characters, they do it because, you know, they also kind of, I believe, are in the same mindset. Like, we're trying to make this feel like a living, breathing world. We're trying to make this feel like we have characters that uh, are not all cookie cutters and they're all different and they, they're unique and that you want to find out more about them because they're so different from like your character or you're so different from them or whatever. And uh, it, it just keeps reminding me how young our industry is compared to the other forms of media. Like, yeah, other forms of media are still pretty bad with some of this stuff. However, they've been around for so long that at least they have less of a hard time dealing with it than than games do. Games still have this crazy stigma where, like, oh, unless you're some little niche, like, subsection 
uh, of a, a genre, you're probably not going to be delving into like a main girl character or like a that sort of thing. You're going to have some tough, stubbly, white, uh, maybe slightly somewhat tannish dude with dark hair. <laughs> That's usually like the main character <laughs> for the game, Talks right? Like he's out of Sin City. <laughs> or, totally. Yeah, but uh, I I just find that interesting that it's kind of been building, and then of course. Anita Sarkeesian finally released her first episode, which a lot of people are giving her shit for, because how many months has it been since that Kickstarter finished? It's almost been like a, maybe a... Oh, when was that? November year. or more? Yeah, so... Further uh, back? It might have been further back. I thought someone was saying like half a year. Anyway, so her first yeah. episode, which of course the most obvious trope is the first episode, uh, was released, uh, I think, a week or two ago, maybe more. It was less um, than that, wasn't it? Maybe it was okay. just earlier this week. No, not earlier this week. It was like at least like last ten week. days ago or so. I think. Yeah. yeah. So of course it's the 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 really most obvious trope, which is the damsel in distress. So of course, like ninety percent of it is. Wow, completely. nobody's ever talked about that before. Princess Toadstool, you know. Jesus. Um, man. and I'm not gonna go into too much depth about it. I'm just gonna say like a lot of the stuff I was expecting her to fixate on instead of, you know, real critical stuff is what she ended up fixating on. Granted, it's part one of, I guess, two. Like, she didn't put it all in one episode because she'll probably want to stretch this out as far as she can. Um, But I was pretty disappointed with some of her really simplistic approaches to the whole thing. Like, and she did the exact same, exact thing that I thought she was going to do. Like, if I made a series where I was going to go into depth about games... You could be damn sure, first of all, I wouldn't be putting myself in the episodes because I don't want to distract from, like, the actual content. But no, she does this, like, like, does she want to be an anchor person when she was young or something? Like, she does that thing that she's done in her previous uh, YouTube videos where she's nicely, prominently featured. She's clearly got a lot of makeup on and big-ass hoop earrings and all this kind of stuff. And then she has (laughs) the, um, the game featured off to the side. And that's the majority of her format with, with the occasional, like, full screen of the game itself. But, like, a lot of the time she's really prominently in there, which annoys me because it's like, is this just kind of some weird power trip for you that you get to be, like, the supposed, like, even though I don't want you to be, people for some reason are naming you, like, the, the, the figurehead. You see, that, that's the most that's damaging the thing. That's the, that's the most damaging thing is that, like, she, she she claims to be the spokesman for feminism in video games. Like I don't want you talking. I don't want you covering my opinion. Like as Get we the fuck away about, from me. As we talked about before. I yeah. mean, there are different kinds of feminism. So yeah. she is not the the end all uh, figure for feminism. She's only one kind of it. And, and I'm sure that there are definitely a lot of other feminists of different mindsets that do not agree with the way she's approaching this stuff. Like us. Yeah. Um, but w- the thing I had more problems with, not, you know, that she was doing the series or that even that she put herself in the fucking episode for forever, um, is that <laughs> her analysis or kind of lack thereof was, was just like, why bother? Most of it is describing what uh, damsel in distress is, which you don't need to spend that much time going over it. And a lot of <laughs> it is just examples. Like, it's not oh, the fucking tent. Right, like damsel like, in distress is a damsel in distress. Distress, like talking about the history of it, and then you start realizing, even as she's talking about it, this may not necessarily be so much a sexist thing, but that it's been established in literature for like centuries. So this may be more of like a cultural thing because um, what I was telling my coworker 
uh, after I had watched this episode is that I don't know if people are consciously doing this to be sexist. I think it's actually a big indicator of laziness in writing. Because just think about it. There's all these recurring themes that you've kind of been hearing ad nauseum as you've been uh, as you've grown up. You know, like damsel in distress, uh, the search for some kind of MacGuffin treasure, and all this kind of stuff like that you can draw upon easily. Uh, you know, like if you're doing a story without much further thought, like you're not really taxing your brain to come up with a different idea if you're just resort resorting to these things. But um, I think that. Uh, it's more of a uh, issue of laziness in writing where people are, are will usually like as a knee jerk reaction to saying like, Oh, I need to write a plot for a game. Oh, well what, what games have worked in the past? Well, the thing where you save so-and-so from this, that, that was a really popular game. Well, let's do one of those. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I think I mean, that's really in any medium though. Right. It's I, like they say they're in Hollywood. I think they say there's like only 14 scripts that have ever been written or something like that. Right. Oh, especially- and that just extends to every, any medium you can choose. There's only been 14 songs ever written. You yeah. know? Like nowadays it's even worse. Cause it's like we're re- rebooting and adapting things way faster than we did. Like, you yeah, it's, it's out of hand. Yeah. Um, like we already redid the fucking Spider-Man series. Although I think that's for them, that's more of a way for them to keep the license rather than just like to, to do some brand new stuff. I just can't uh, wait for the next Batman. Yeah. People are going to just flip their shit. Anyway, what do you, but back to <laughs> Um, Sorry. So, yeah, so, uh, but, I mean, I'm not saying that there isn't sexism in games, there is, but I think a lot of times this isn't necessarily a, a conscious thing, like they're they're doing it because it's like, oh, they think women are weak or whatever, and they might be doing it more because it's just like the easy uh, default storyline, you know? Like, it, it's something that's easily accepted by whoever the gamer is, and they're not going to have to deviate or, or really have to critically think about how the plot lines for this kind of shit would work, because it's super simple. You know, point A to point B, save a person, go home, live in a castle at the end or something. <laughs> like, the end. Yeah, I've seen, like, a kind of a bizarre thing happened in the past couple of weeks. I think with Donkey Kong, the original, like, arcade Donkey Kong... And, like, the original Legend of Zelda game, some father, like, hacked the oh, game. right. So he changed it so that you're actually the girl saving the guy, which is kind of cool. For yeah. His, for his daughter, he wanted to do that. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I think it, it's, it's good that it's putting this view more in people's minds. So it's like, hey, pay attention to the fact that this is still an issue. However, in her episode, it's not really... <sighs> It's not really helping anything. It's like, okay, you're telling people what they already know. You're showing examples of games. Fine. And then one of the few times that she actually tries to analyze it, uh, air quotes, um, <laughs> is, Works is so well over podcast. When she when she yeah. talks about yeah, when when she talks about female damsels in distress versus like dudes in distress, I guess. So she has this part where she says, like, oh, there's, you know, Toadstool and Zelda and blah, blah, blah. And then who do we have to compare it to with game, uh, with guys? And it's, like, uh, Solid Snake and the prince from Prince of Persia because he gets put in somewhere and whatever. So it's like, okay, so you gave me examples of um, – and this is the b- biggest problem I have with the episode. You have player-controlled characters as your examples for guys in distress. And then you have NPCs as examples of girls in distress. And a lot of fucking idiots on goddamn NeoGAF and some of these other sites, when I brought up this topic, was like, 
Yeah, no, I didn't talk about it. <laughs> uh, that's that's a waste of time. You can't you can't have a good discussion <laughs> no. when you when you say the f word on four chan. That's it. It's done. Yeah, but anyway, so um, I I brought up the fact that why are you having player controlled characters versus NPC characters? And people are like, no, you're missing the point. She's trying to say that there's not uh, um, the same representations. Like, okay, fine, you can say. Look, here's a ton of NPC characters that are damsels in distress, and here are just a few off the top of my head that I could think of as NPC guys in distress, and it, the numbers are obviously very skewed. That would be a legitimate comparison. However, uh, I think it's completely valid to say that this is not a legitimate comparison. It's just laziness. Well, it's a failure of research, I think. What, what people... F- fail to grasp about these kind of comparisons is if you were talking about other media that's not interactive, like a movie or a show or a book or whatever, and then you have a guy character and a girl character, fine. But if you're talking about a video game, you have to take into account the, the gameplay functionality. So the fact that she is mentioning player-controlled characters, uh, guys, as opposed to NPC girls is huge because, of course, from a player-controlled viewpoint, you're never going to have a company that goes, dude, we need to make this guy get captured and he can't do shit and someone else has to come and save him. And like Most gamers are going to be like, fuck this. I, I need to be like the powerful person because like the character, the main uh, uh, player character is always supposed to be the one that, that rights wrongs and gets out of scrapes and is badass and all this stuff. So of course those examples are going to seem more empowered. Like it's by default that she thinks she won the argument because she mentioned characters that are automatically always going to be uh, better images than the girl characters. And it's this fucking fallacy. Like, it pisses me off that she used that and she she had it so prominently. Like, look, see, I showed examples. I did research. You know, like, fuck you. <laughs> like, it makes me so fucking mad. Like, just think a bit before you do your, your episodes. You could have done NPC versus NPC. That would have been fine. Don't do player character versus NPC. It's stupid. Not to mention she does that little, like, you know, even in college, when you're having to write a paper and you want to sound more intelligent, (laughs) you always toss in, like, a quote or a phrase from another language, and then you say what it means. It's uh, So he's like, she's like, it comes from the phrase damsel in distress or in French, which is the blah, 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 blah. It's like... No. Is that really necessary? It's just showing that you like. We have a term for it in English already that perfectly explains what it is. Yeah, but it's like it's like you just googled some extra terms, so it makes you sound like you did a shitload of research when. She's, she's trying to pad out that hundred sixty thousand dollars she got, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Did she buy a thousand dollar pair of Gucci shoes? I. I don't know about that. How sexist can you be? I'm, not, oh, I'm, I'm looking just, at a picture of it right here, actually. Terrible person. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna assume any of that shit. That starts getting weird. Gonna add hominin the shit out of you, Colin. <laughs> and obviously, I, I have to check my cis privilege. <laughs> but she's, um, I I just don't. I don't know. I mean, she even originally when she had that huge ass stack of games, and she's like, I'm gonna be playing all these games because I'm gonna be really thorough and whatever. It's very, very difficult to be, like, 100% thorough with these kind of games. Like, for example, even with the dudes in distress, I can think of several examples where there were NPC guys in distress, but they may be games that you'd have to play extensively to figure out. Like, for example, Star Wars The Old Republic. Sorry, like, involuntarily gagged. Um, (laughs) 
the the MMO. If you play as a female bounty hunter, you have to save one of your guy companions at some point, which I thought was kind of cool because I was a badass. But I'm sure she hasn't played that, so she would never know about that. And it's I'm like sure she hasn't heard of Super Princess Peach or whatever it's called either. Oh, where she actually has to save Mario. No, she. Oh, was, I'm sorry. Did I just turn her? Did I just turn her argument on completely on its head? She mentioned that one. <laughs> she did. That that DS game. So that that doesn't help anything though, because the DS game has Princess Peach like crying and doing all these really awfully girly girl. Kind How about of- the part where the princess and Mario in both Mario Galaxy games is like pretty much the god of that universe where Rosalina is pretty much like the most complete badass. This is the interesting thing because when you mention that, what she doesn't mention, and and this is the other problem I have with her her, uh, episodes which I'm sure she's going to continue this formula for the rest, she doesn't really have that much in the way of concessions. And I think that is an integral part to, like, making somebody, like, just swinging over uh, someone to your side. Like, if you're really trying to influence, say you've got a bunch of asshole guys watching this series, and you really want them to understand what you're talking about, I think you'd be a lot more persuasive. First of all, if you didn't sound like you were teaching them like a a fucking teacher. Like, she has this slightly haughty kind of attitude, like, while she's saying it, where she's like... She sounds like somebody who just got out of college. Right, where she thinks she's better than you and looks yeah. how, how great she is. It's like the, the South Park where there were the community college students in town. Yeah. Right. I just got out of my first semester of college, man. Yeah. <laughs> but she has that kind of error, so already that's kind of bad. Uh, but the thing that doesn't work for me is she's not having enough concessions or enough kind of give and take. She's mm. really just kind of hammering it at your face. So if you, Of course, she just has to prove her point. You know, exactly. I mean, she's not willing to explore this. She's willing to spend the money to put her message out there that's it but that's the interesting thing like you mentioned like uh uh, it's princess what's her name in the galaxy game it's not rosalina Rosalina. like you you could uh, have a section where you have kind of the the adjustment of the damsels in distress where yes they are technically inaccessible women characters but they're not necessarily all powerless Maybe they still yeah. actually have an interesting personality. I just, I just sent you guys a link here. Let me read a section from this critique of Sarkeesian's video. It says, Peach doesn't have a prince or king. Mario is never considered in the series as doing the rescuing as an act of selfish, rapey motivation, but as service to his kingdom's matriarch. Then considering the religious metaphorical context of good versus evil, where relatively satanic-looking Bowser repeatedly <laughs> attempts to capture subdue Peach, you can begin to see how Peach is the matriarch and idol of all the toadstools, and by being so represents a position of power and respect. Peach is order, and Mario must bring order back to their world. Bowser is capturing Peach to throw the Mushroom Kingdom into disarray and to seize power for himself, so by that manner alone, Peach is an icon of power. Mario isn't Bowser's arch-nemesis, it's Peach. Which is actually really... Well, that's the, that's the thing. Like, he's yeah. not always actually out to kill Mario, right? No, Mario's he isn't out to one. kill Mario. He's out to capture Peach. I have to capture Peach, and then Mario's always the one bashing down Bowser's door <laughs> to yeah. to do everything. So, you know, I, I think it's very true. It's just that that's you know a lot of a lot of gamers and maybe Sarkeesian as well only kind of see it at the the surface value. They're not really going deeper and seeing like what the the because if somebody is in distress. That doesn't necessarily mean that they can't have an interesting personality about it. Like, for example, um, I still haven't played it, so I'm going to get shit for this. But Ico, 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 like, I still haven't played yep. it either. Don't Ico, worry. um, 
you know, obviously you have to protect that girl the entire time, but I've heard people just praise the hell out of that game because there's that dynamic between the girl character and the boy. And mm-hmm. that uh, people feel that kind of connection. And there's it, it's not necessarily like, okay, obviously maybe she can't fight as well as he, he does or she needs help or whatever. But, I mean, we can't always... It, it, it's a tricky, like, it's a slippery slope. Like, you can't always have characters that are always super equal to each other in terms of abilities and traits, right? Mm. So, say, for example, you do have somebody that's maybe physically weaker, but intellectually superior or something like that. So I think there's still ways, if you had to, for whatever reason, if you had to stick with a damsel in distress trope, I think there should still be ways of kind of twisting it so that it would still present an interesting character. At, from that 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 damsel, but one of the games I've played that did this trope, so to say, uh, the best was actually Zelda Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally. Because on one hand, you did have the princess who was you know held captive for the majority of the game, and she, I mean, in in her herself, there was resistance. But at the same time, Link had to depend on so many other female characters throughout that entire game. Right. Yeah. Midna, was, Midna, if without Midna, them, it wouldn't be possible yeah, to resist. Midna being one of the best video game characters, video game females I've seen in a long time, actually. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. I mean, obviously we've come up with like a million examples here that counteract everything yeah. she's said. But it's yeah. just, it's what, what she's going to satisfy are people that are, are only looking to kind of confirm what they feel. Well, she's going to satisfy gonna... YouTube. She's yeah. going to confirm the, the suspicions of people who don't give a shit about video games in the first place. Yeah. Which is why I don't understand. It's a circle picking... jerk. It's a circle it, jerk. It, it is a circle jerk, but it's not even a circle jerk like like video gamers don't realize this. And I think that most people who play video games realize this. Yeah. But again, like I've said in the past, you know, this is the growing pains of, of, the, of, of video games as a medium, you know? <laughs> So I mean, it's not like I, I don't I don't know. It's like I don't. She isn't a. I, and again, I hate using this term. I don't like calling people gamers, but she doesn't really seem to play games because she picks out the two most obvious examples from some of the most obvious game franchises that have been in existence for the past twenty five or thirty well, years. Here's the here's the thing I see. Like I don't want to discount her as a game. Like if she says she's a gamer and she insists that she's she plays games, I'm not. Who am I to say that she's not a gamer? However, I do notice that as a critical thinker, she is not really pushing herself self to think outside the box on a lot of these topics. Like you could there's there's millions of gamers out there who will not really think too hard about what they're being presented with. They'll just play it, they'll enjoy it, they'll be done with it, and maybe sometimes subconsciously they might real have some realization about like a character or whatever, but they're not thinking too hard about it. And it seems like she's almost catering to that kind of more simple-minded approach. Like, I would mm-hmm. think if you really wanted to make a difference with this series, you would be trying, like I said, you would be more debating it, like saying the pros and the cons at the same time. You'd be providing, uh, I don't know, potential ideas for, like, how do we get outside? Like, what I was saying about having interesting characters at least to offset some of these problems, for starters. Um, somewhat solutions or workarounds, yeah. in a way, uh, to a lot of these tropes. But at least as of this point right now for first episode, she's not even starting with any of that. So well, I, I, I think uh, the college paper earlier, how she was, you know, using also in French and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, that's the thing. When you think about this from a critical thinking perspective, all she's doing right now is just padding her argument. She's not actually adding to it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just saying different stuff without actually approaching it, you know, addressing 
Yeah. The counter. Yeah, she's like, if I can toss as many examples and Google results at this, yeah. then it'll support how I already feel about this thing. Well, it's uh, it's and the I think three that, points. Yeah. You know, like when you're in high school and they tell you, you have to make a three-point argument. You know? yeah. yeah. And it's not an actual presentation. Yeah. It's half-assed. It's lazy. I think I think that my problem with her is that I you know I, maybe I came off the wrong way saying that she isn't a gamer because you're right it isn't my place to judge. However, I think I'm going to say from what I've seen so far, you know, using the two most obvious franchises in video game history, is that her understanding of video game as a medium is not it's very limited. deep. Yes. it's yeah. very limited. It's like somebody it's like somebody who would sit and watch, uh, sit and watch you know uh, Michael Bay films thinking they can talk about. Fellini and Kurosawa right. and no, I you know, think, I, I think I mean it's like it's like yeah. So you have Peach and you have a uh, and you have a uh, who was the other one she used? I'm sorry, I'm slipping my mind. Uh, well, uh, Zelda, Zelda, Princess Zelda, yeah. Princess Zelda. But I mean, even within the Zelda universe, you have Midna, you have um, uh, oh, I can't even think of one of the Zelda universe because <laughs> I don't know, I don't know Zelda that well. I know Twilight well, Princess. Was Impa. I mean, yeah, well, Impa. I mean, I mean Impa has been, been yeah, yeah. Zelda I mean, Zelda has even been resistant at times. You look at the Ocarina of Time. You think that this yeah. character is, you know, helping out the whole time. It turns out to be Zelda herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, well, in she that me- universe alone, she's a strong character. She mentions that. So, that's like, yeah. that's maybe her only concession. What about uh, Joanna Dark? What about Samus Aran? What about Lara Croft? You know? Yeah. What about all those characters? What about the woman who's going to be in Remember Me? It's well, just- no, for this one, all she's focusing on is the damsels, damsels, ugh, damsels in distress. Like she has a bunch of other like weirdly titled subjects that she's going to do, like the man with boobs or whatever the other. Like, oh, so, so she's she went t- on TV tropes and just kind of typed in. Man yeah. with boobs is probably going to be Samus, I'm sure, because you know, yeah. it's going to be either like, that or Lara Croft. Lara no, Croft. yeah, well, old Lara Croft, not not the way that they've tried to reboot her as an yeah. actual like woman, which is which is shitty in its own way. Is it is it man with really pointy boobs? Because then it's definitely old Lord. Hey, have you, haven't you played Tomb Raider two? They're not pointy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> got those graphics. Um, yeah, no. So I I don't like. Maybe she'll learn along the way. Like I would hope that from supposedly researching this stuff and playing these games, that maybe it would uh, mature her view on on a lot of these topics, but it still feels like she's just kind of doing exactly what she uh, was going to do from the beginning. Yeah. Like, it would show a lot of depth if she did realize, like, what some things are doing correctly, what some things could do further, uh, to, to could go further with, to, like, not necessarily fix these problems, but to at least make them more obvious or, or to, like, uh, uh, somewhat band-aid them, at least. I don't mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it's just not doing it for me. And a lot of people yeah. are going to instantly be on her side just because, again, she's a woman. She's been given a lot of shit, which, honestly, she's gotten some awful comments. Like, that doesn't help anybody. She totally has. And I think that yeah. a, lot of ba- a lot of backlash to be, you know, at least, you know, I'm, I know Adam's going to laugh at this, but I hang out on 4chan. And a lot of the backlash that, that people on 4chan are slinging toward her is, it is a lot of bullshit. I mean, I'm going I'm, I'm to be honest with you guys. 4chan is... Pretty much shit. bullshit. Is is bullshit? Is bullshit when it comes to this, especially. Yeah. Um, because I mean, people were complaining, and some asshole on Tumblr was complaining about how she disabled comments for a YouTube video, and I'm 
sitting there like, well, it's because... Well, that's, yeah. Well, they, first off, they're complaining, like, why are you trying to stifle discourse, Sarkeesian? No, because was show your tits. Yeah, she's, <laughs> trying to sti- she's trying to stifle, like, tits or GTFO, or I'm going to come to your yeah. house and rip you violently in front of your dog or whatever the fuck. Yeah, because you know? guaranteed, guaranteed... You haven't spent too much time on 4chan. That's, that's <laughs> This is on YouTube. That's on YouTube. <laughs> Well, like, it's, there's discourse on YouTube. It's that same mentality, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, like YouTube discussions are always retarded. It's, it's, like, it's like two sides of the same really shitty, smelly coin. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, a coin up an ass. But yeah. see, what what annoys me though is like she it's still a coin. It's still a coin. <laughs> yeah, I just watch my ass. But what's annoying to me about her though is that. Uh, She'll just blanket delete or or block all of that because there are a lot of legitimate criticisms that she should be addressing or acknowledging that she's just going to use the excuse of like, oh, everyone's being an asshole and they just not have to deal with any of it. (laughs) See, you see, like she'll she'll use that. So it, it satisfies everything for her. Instead of having to acknowledge, like, look, there's some people with some legitimate problems with stuff that you're bringing up that are not going to say really awful sexist things to you, and you're yet you're still going to ignore them or block them just the same as everybody else. Well, I think this is a good segue into uh, Sessler and oh, yeah. God of War. <laughs> so, uh, segue! Adam, uh, Adam Sessler, probably my favorite uh, game journalist. One yeah. of the few people that actually deserves to have the journalist uh, tag on him. That not- Frankenstein-looking motherfucker <laughs> knows his games. <laughs> oh, don't be me. I like him. Uh, I like him, too. That's <laughs> rough. So, okay. God of War Ascension came out last week? Yeah, last week. Last week. And he did... Um, he can't call it Sessler Soapbox anymore. It's Sessler something. something. Yeah. Uh, because that was the soapbox was when he was with G four and ooh, that that whole thing just let's not think about that. Um, so he did a pretty normal review of the game and actually had some you know normal criticisms and concerns about gameplay and plot and how you know in general a lot of this is really a lot of the stuff we've seen before. Like it's okay, it's not bad, but it's you know it's not breaking any new ground. <laughs> And so all of that sounded pretty normal, and people didn't seem to have a problem with that, except fanboys, of course. And then he gets to the part at the end where he's like, you know, I saw this really awful thing. Uh, I got to this point where I was killing this uh, female boss or whatever, and then you almost, I guess, do something akin to, like, curb stomping them or something, which I guess... Kratos does that with everybody, right? (laughs) At some point. (laughs) And uh, you get an achievement. And then guess what the achievement is? It's oh, bros before hoes. And so Sessler was like, oh, God, okay, what the fuck is this? You know, we're, we are already are in enough of like a misogynist kind of game industry for the most part where we don't need any more. <laughs> like you already have a game where uh, Kratos always has a bunch of fucking ladies, like random ladies that he's screwing and he's, you know, treating he everybody like shit. The lady. Yeah, pleasuring the lady, because that's such a thrill, getting pleasured by Ooh, that. I hit A, oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, uh, I do mean you quick like my time a event. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do mean quick time event. Oh, God. Um, so he he spent a bit of his, his the latter end of his review, saying like, look, this kind of puts a bad taste in my mouth when I, I finish a boss, and it's like, that is my achievement. Like, how, like, how awful does it make you feel? And he 
got the worst fucking comments in his YouTube video about that. Like, a lot of people instantly, knee-jerk reaction, like, how dare, oh, I guess he's not the gamer I thought he was, or I guess, like, what you know, fuck? you know, he's, he's a, you don't have to be a feminist guy, uh, you know, you're a guy, or whatever, like, kind of, like, weird comments where everybody was really mad, and then you get the, the, the pure retards that are like, um, well, Kratos does this stuff to, to other, like, to guys in the game, and you're not freaking out about that. It's like, no, okay. If society treated men and women equally, you might have something there. But Which they, they don't, don't, by the way. As much as you'll bullshit about them having equality, let's be real, they don't. <laughs> so maybe someday it'll be great if, if we are all equal, but right now, you know, stop drinking the Kool-Aid, we're not. Um, so a lot of those arguments, I just couldn't help rolling my eyes at. Yeah, I mean, you're right. This, like, for example, Adam, you're right. For example, the, the, uh, (laughs) I think the, the audio just caught up. I think I was (laughs) lagging for a second there. Um, you know, the chick that, that got $160,000 off Kickstarter, (laughs) Adam Sessler gets paid nowhere near that to do his show. So, you know. We need to up his pay to make things equal here. Yeah. But a lot of, Sam? I think I think what's funny is from the YouTube comments, you get this aura, this feeling of like betrayal. Like everyone's like, How could you, Adam? How could you do this, Adam? Yeah, that you're one of the guys. I've, I've been You have a penis like me. <laughs> I've been what went wrong? The Y chromosome, damn you. <laughs> like, oh my yeah. god, I've been listening to you since X Play and now you do this to me, you know. But I think he had a, like now it's X X play. I, uh. Yeah, I think. But I think he had a real, you know, a good complaint, and somebody took notice because he wasn't the only one that said this. Uh, I think the Polygon review also mentioned it as well, and um, so one of the more recent updates to the game is specifically to change it to uh, what is it, Bros before something or other. That bitch. No. Yeah. Yeah, American, <laughs> like, was... Greek, Greek history X. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but uh, so they're they're changing it to uh, something else. Rose before foes, I think it was. Oh, is it foes? Foes. <laughs> Those clever uh, bastards. Uh, and something. They got some good writers on that team. But that also made people mad because it was clear that the only thing in the update was that name change. (laughs) So uh, uh, the reaction, of course, to that was that, oh, you guys got coerced into changing something by these idiots. And like, oh, you know, they're they're forced. Censorship, censorship. It's the censorship thing. That's exactly what. Censorship. Living in a fucking PC world, man. Yeah, man. Political correct. It's still on us, man. I gotta tell you something, man. I live my life. I'm as politically incorrect as fucking possible. Fuck you and fuck everybody. I'm not racist. I hate everybody equally. Yeah. Have I done it enough? (laughs) (laughs) But it's a lot. Yeah. It's it's a weirdly charged subject, and I think if anything, it just shows how immature the industry and its its patrons still are about a lot of things well if you guys want to take a trip down memory lane as to why we hate dead island for example (laughs) i know they had that that bus that we talked about before this year the bust of the bus the the, the gory decapitated pre-order like like eight inch tall bust of a a woman's bust bust. bust. (laughs) but if you remember 
before the first game came out, they found in the code like feminist whore skill. Oh yeah, you guys remember yeah. this? Oh yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing about yeah. that. Yeah, uh, because the uh, I didn't play it. The the woman in the game has a skill that is called feminist whore, and then they changed it for the release, but they left the code in the game. Yeah, like leaving. It's like when uh, Rockstar left Hot Coffee mod coded, but they didn't actually have it in right. the game. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's, so it's just... happened before, and it's going to keep happening with these games, yeah. you know. And seemingly everyone else is okay with it, except for a few rational uh, heads here. And I think that's maybe part of what Adam Sessler was trying to convey: like, why are we perpetuating this? Yeah. Like, why can't we rise above this bullshit? And unfortunately, you're trying to do that with a God of War game, so that's probably not going to happen. But in general, I think what he's saying is sound. Like, maybe with that kind of game, it's some stupid guy, power trip fantasy sort of thing, so you're not going to get very far. But in general, we should be trying to work to a point where we are moving past this immature stage of our industry and into one that, you know, is more accepting of everybody. Because, look, let's be honest here. Um... Gamers are all age groups, all ethnicities, all sexes, you know, at, at this day and age. It's not like the 80s where it was all, like, geek geek little boys for the most part, right? Even yeah. though I still don't think that's totally true, but whatever. Um, and I, I commend him for having the balls to, like, <laughs> to, to say that because I'm sure he knew as he was saying it that he was going to get shit for it. And in one of the subsequent uh, Sessler somethings, he just starts the the episode with like, "Wow, that was a fun week." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he even said like, you know, you guys can keep talking about that if you want, but I'm going to move on now. Yeah, and and yeah. I think that indicates the maturity because he's like, "Look, I said what I had to say. I'm not one of these guys like these fucking commenters that will harp on it for like forever. You know, like they just have to." To, to beat it down on somebody like, oh, look, it's fine to say this. Freedom of speech. No censorship. Meh, you know, that could work both ways. What if we had some game where it's, like, totally emasculating and, you know, just treating guys like little pussies or something? Like, like, like what what would they say then? I'm sure they wouldn't like that. But, of course they no. wouldn't. But then, again, let's release feminism. It. Let's make Feminism's it. ruin our gaming industry, man. Fucking feminazis, man. Fucking feminazi. Rush Limbaugh, 420 every day. <laughs> <laughs> Just cram it all in one, one sentence. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, so there, there's that powder keg. Yeah. It blew up. Anyway, so we've had a lot of stuff to catch up on. I think, uh, I think that was... <laughs> That was good. A good chunk of time. Uh, take a breath. Sure. Let's take a breath, yeah. yeah. After we had that whole... Uh, so much stuff to get mad at. You guys know what next week is, right? WonderCon? No. What comes out on Yay. Tuesday? Yeah. Eh, fuck all y'all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about the rest of these gamers, but I know I'm going to be playing Bioshock next Tuesday. Oh, that's, I, I pre-ordered it. Oh, by the way, as another indication of how awesome Steam is... If they had this promotional thing where if enough people were pre-ordering Bioshock Infinite, they had three stages of rewards. Yeah. So the first stage, uh, Colin's gonna hate this, is a bunch of TF2 items, of course. Hats, hats for all. Oh, more hats, great. Yay! <laughs> but it's free, so whatever. Um, and then the it's next not. stage was I like, the game. yeah, but not... you could have bought like a physical copy of the game and not gotten any of that shit. Yeah, right. 
So, and, and then I think the next one is you actually get a copy of Bioshock 1, which now everybody seems to have, like, fucking five copies of. <laughs> so that's probably not so great. I know yeah, I mean, they've been that. doing a good job at getting it into gamers' hands, but now it's oversaturated. That's the only problem. It's like, I don't know who to give this copy of Bioshock 1 to. No. I'm actually probably the only person who doesn't have a copy of it, come to think of it. I thought I gave it to you on Steam, dude. Did you give it to me on Steam? I gave you a lot of things on Steam. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you gave me Bioshock. I, I right. played Bioshock. Oh, so didn't you play? Uh, didn't you play it like at Valerie's or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But well, Max, if you want a copy, <laughs> you should write into this podcast. Yeah. Because you might still have one left over. <laughs> oh God. Yes. Uh, so that was the second tier, I think, and then the third one, or. Am I missing a tier? Whatever it is. So there's a bunch of different tiers. And then the, one of the last ones was actually to get a copy of XCOM, the, the XCOM game that just came out recently, which is supposed to be a pretty good game. And it, and it easily made that requirement. So so now if you pre-order Bioshock Infinite on Steam, you get a whole bunch of fun little extras. So uh, I already pre-ordered it just to make sure. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, PC, I got a hard copy coming. You know, PC Master Race. So you have to, you have to get a Bioshock like game on PC. Mustard face or whatever the no, is. it's gonna look the best. Come on, they will, they will. Um, yeah, I'm not that. so yeah, I actually maybe we'll be able to wait. Does it actually come out Tuesday or it will come out Monday night, Tuesday? Fuck. Tuesday maybe we'll be able to talk a little bit about it. Uh, I don't know. You're not gonna get it. I'm going to, no, I mean, I'm probably, I'm most likely gonna go get it. I think the last game that I bought the day it came out was LA Noir, yeah. that was a long time ago. We could have another spoiler. Yeah, yeah, maybe the following the the week. So, this, to be honest, this isn't a game I want to stuff into like as quick a time as possible. Because I mean, the the original Bioshock was very nuanced, and it's well, like, we can have a minor spoiler alert. So, what yeah. we'll do is next week for any of you uh, listeners that are also getting Bioshock, spend your time playing it. You know, have a good time, and then the following week we'll do like a mini spoiler alert because we probably may or may not be finished with the game, but we can at least discuss what we have played so far. And yeah. you can listen in and see if you agree or disagree. So that should be fun. Uh, but then we'll. Yeah, see. And I really hope that game doesn't suck. <laughs> I I mean, if any of you guys have seen the featurette for like uh, how they did that whole beginning scene on the beach where you see um, what's her face uh, uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth interacting with people and stuff, it seems like they're putting a lot of care into making her feel like uh, a, a vibrant kind of always changing element with your player character. Yeah. So I would hope that means that her AI in general through the, the majority of the game itself, not just the beginning, is, is just as has just as much care in, in how they've crafted that. Um, but the initial bit I saw was really great. Some of their animations mm, could use some more. Well, they, they, were, they were like that in the original Bioshock. Like, I remember the ragdoll physics oh, were God. pretty shitty. I will say they have come light years since their... Uh, face animation in the first game face yeah. animation in the first game was like Ugh! not, not yeah. to mention the faces themselves well i think they were meant to look bad because they're supposed to be all fucked up yeah but like god this kind of a limit <laughs> it's yeah. really gross this game is more cartoony however the nice thing about that is you can get more expressions and it feels kind of a little livelier so that's cool it's certainly very pretty looking it's it's, it's really beautiful and yeah. you know pc master race so yeah, mustard race <laughs> master- <laughs> Mustard. <laughs> no, Mustard face. You know, I, it's going to come out on Mac, too, so whatever. Yeah, I never said I was going to buy it for the Xbox. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the worst possible uh, system. Uh, That's, uh, hey, yeah. I, 
Uh, yeah. Could even yeah. get for like PS3 or something. Maybe they'll have a Wii version in like three years. Um, a yeah. Wii U version? No, a Wii, the original Wii. No, why would they do that? That thing's dead now. I don't know, he's just trolling you. <laughs> even Nintendo doesn't want you to use the Wii anymore from how they've like had everything like a point of no return when you move over your saves and stuff. That's it for the podcast, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Thanks, thanks everybody for listening. Now we're devolving. Uh, so if you guys want to ask us about anything or have us discuss anything else, uh, you can email us at nameofgamepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a great Facebook group where Colin posts many things, <laughs> which is in the name of game. We have a Twitter, which is at in the name of game. And we also have just the website, which is in the name of game.com, where you can listen to this episode and all the previous episodes. And uh, if you don't want any of that stuff, we have an iTunes uh little subsection thing, thing. Yeah. <laughs> our little corner our little corner itunes where you can just subscribe that way and never have to deal with us again thank um, the spirit of steve jobs yes yes um but in the meantime uh enjoy bioshock if you guys get it and yeah. uh if don't not, get mad at it don't get mad at it get mad at it you just know. fall in love with it all over again i right? hope man i really hope that'd be totally sweet <laughs> be so sweet it's gonna happen get ready oh, yeah. Okay, see you guys next week. Bye. I hit this Bye, video game everybody. up my ass. Goodbye. I hit this game up my ass. What? For 12 years, I hit this game up my ass. We were talking about Walken. That does not sound like Christopher Walken. Of course it doesn't sound like Christopher Walken. I mean, Christopher Walken. But you were trying to sound like... But you're going to... Uh, you're going to... Uh, like that. End it, end it on a bad note. There you go. Okay.